you got to put everything you have, totally. everything you own into it, or you have the ability, if you don't, if you're not fully vested and you're not, your ass isn't on the line, you're not going to, you have that out and, and you, you can't have that out. To be successful, you can't have that out. That was Mike Hire, and this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I am Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we will explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Welcome back. We are with um, Mike Heyer, and uh, I'm intrigued as a, as a new friend and fan of his uh, to hear more about his story. But um, Mike is the owner and CEO of Rock Tops KC, which you can find them at rocktopskc.com. Um, and man, I, I'm yeah super eager and, and excited to get into your story, man. So Mike, welcome to the show, bro. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. We're uh, excited to come up here and, and share some details of, you know, just how how, how Rock Top started and, and the whole experience from start to finish has been a lot of wild. It's been a wild ride. Our company's grown heavily over the last seven years. It started off with just myself and uh, Tim Richardson, who he, we worked together doing remodel. We did basement finishes. I was a home. You want me to dive right Yeah, in? let's okay. go, brother. Okay. Yeah, do it. So here it is. Here's how it started. Uh, I was a, a home builder, remodeler, contractor. Here in KC? Here in KC, okay. mainly in Johnson County. Yeah. I started that business in 07, right as the economy shit out. Awesome timing. So that was that wasn't great timing, um, but I, I got through it. I was one of those builders that instead of sitting in my truck with my pen and paper, I had tools in the back of my truck. So mm. I jumped out and I was working for other builders, whether it was mm. scraping paint off their windows or building porch posts or laying stone veneer on the fronts of these houses. Anything I could to 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 make a buck, mm. keep afloat. I had a few spec houses that mm. obviously I'm still paying the principal and interest on those. Mm. I started doing a lot of basement finishes. I love doing basement finish work. Um, it was in and out. Mm. You, I could. I realized that I could uh, offer a customer the relief they needed by uh, being there, being on time, getting a job done in 30, 45 days. They loved yeah. it, so I, I plowed through those. So we're, we're remodeling and, and uh, doing jobs, and, and I had helped, so to kind of go back, I had helped a friend of mine okay. uh, start a granite company about five years before that. He had come to me, said, you know, what, 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 how comfortable are you in this? And I, other than buying granite, I didn't actually, I didn't know much about it. You know, I'd bought some for some projects. And so I dove into it. I said, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to come help. And maybe I could do the sales portion and help you kind of structure yeah. the company. And um, so I did that. I, I went, I back math invoices that I had. I researched, I tried to figure out everything I could about the product and then the target market. So I decided that our best move was to capture a big builder right out of the gate. Mm. So we did. I went and I pitched and uh, essentially just kind of met their demands versus they liked my pitch. It was more like, hey, we'll just get it done at whatever you say we have to get it done, right? <laughs> yes, is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, landed a couple big accounts, got that running while I was still doing the, the contracting as well. Mm. So I was doing both gigs. Um, got to the point where I said, you know, I can't handle all of it. Uh, turned my sales portion over to another gentleman that worked for the company, uh, said, I wish you guys the best. Keep on rolling. Uh, I'm going to go back to doing the contracting full time. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that a couple of years, maybe three or four years go by and get a call from the owner says, okay, we're ready. We need you. We want mm -hmm. you back. And I said, no, I think twice maybe. And then he finally got back with me and kind of threw me an offer that, you know, had to, great. Go, do. Had yeah. to go do, had yeah. to go do it. I got in there and I'm, Pretty, I'm pretty opinionated as far as I've never really been able to work for anyone. Um, jump off side story. When I was 19, I uh, got a fake ID not to drink, but to start my own furniture moving business. Shut up. This company, That's awesome. Well, this company had, uh, they contracted, uh, you know, subcontracted the work for furniture delivery, but you had to be 21 to do it. Well, I was, I wanted it. So I made it work. Uh it was really a successful venture. I was 19. That's awesome. I had a truck. I had a guy that worked for me. I'm pulling $250,000 at 19. Come on. You know, you got bills on yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm still netting 150 of it. Oh, you know, 19, smokes. 20, 21. And so 
I got off point a little bit. But no, 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 that's great. It's awesome. It really just kind of, I've never been successful working for a company. Yeah. I've always yeah. got my own ideas. Um, so yeah, back to the, so I'm working, uh, I accept the job with them and I just, I know what I would do differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you're meeting with customers and, and there were complaints and there were things that I, I just would run the business and operate differently. Mm-hmm. And I voiced those opinions, no doubt. But uh, at the end of the day, I decided, you know what? I was sitting on my couch one day and this is, this is a real story. I don't uh, I'm watching HGTV and HGTV DIY people are following this now. You know, it's oh, 2000. Yeah. I guess it's 2012, 2013. This is like house flipper, like the, uh, the, yeah, the flipping that all that stuff, the, the yeah. chip and Joanna stuff. Just coming yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yep. Yep. So I'm sitting there and I think to myself, um, regardless of how the economy is, people will still remodel their homes and a person will try to lay tile, they'll paint, they'll trim, they'll frame, but they won't fabricate their own countertop. You know, that's mm. just a, a mm. service that they're going to hire someone to do. So I all thought, the time. All the yeah. time. So I just thought out of the industry, as far as the construction related, in, or construction industry, that would have been a good option. I obviously had experience in it. And so I'm working for the other company. I ultimately go to them and say, you know, this isn't working for me. Mm. I'm going to go start my own business. I'm going to go three miles down the road and I'm not going to pick on your work. There's plenty of work out there and I want to keep a good relationship. Um, they didn't like it. And ultimately I won't get into hundred percent of the details, but they essentially said, what if we give you a portion of this company? And I said, well, mm. problem is it's not really profitable. So a portion of <laughs> zero is still zero. Right. Right. And I said, I, no but, thanks. I, but I really like you guys. I, I respect what you've done. Um, I want to keep this good relationship because, you know, you burn a bridge, you totally. never know which end you're going to be on. It's KC, man. Yeah, right. So, right. so we had a good relationship. Um, I went three miles down the road. I started a shop. Uh, Tim Richardson, who was working for me at the time, uh, we decided, you know, let's go do this. Let's spend three months. Let's go around the country. Let's buy some equipment up. It was a good time to buy equipment. Mm. Um, this is 13. This is 13. Okay. Okay. So the, the economy starting soft, to rebound. But yeah, right. yep, it's starting yep. to come back. But yep. there, we hit it at the exact time that you needed to. Mm. Um, so we were able to buy things right and set the shop up. So the overall plan was we're going to set up. We're going to, uh, you know, I've got some relationships in the building industry. Mm. I'm reaching out to those guys, letting them know what I'm doing. Uh, I felt like I had a good core base of guys that were going to use my pro- or, you know, use yep. my services. Yep. So that was it. We, we spent a lot, I mean, countless hours and evenings and nights putting our shop together. We did it all. We did everything from cutting the concrete and pouring the trenches to building our own water recycling system to running electrical, building walls, building out a showroom. Him and I were doing it all. Good night. And, you know, we're 90% of the way there, and I've got builders knocking on the door saying, come on, let's go. I'm ready. I've got a house. And so we, you know, put out a, an ad, and we hired a couple – guys in the industry. So I picked two up and we started fabbing. And so just as you would assume in the beginning, I'm back there working in the shop, running the forklift, doing the sales, uh, you know, going and installing jobs myself with these guys and just kind of just doing it all, just like Mm. you would assume. Mm. And the funny thing about that is, is that it never stopped. I think like it has to go that way. Yeah, totally. It has to, to. you got to put everything you have, everything you own into it or you have the ability, if you don't, if you're not fully vested and you're not, your ass isn't on the line, you're not going to, you have that out and, and you, you can't have that out. To be successful, you can't have that out. So uh, we ultimately, it was funny, I, I keep saying we did it all, right? Well, you're going to do it all and you're going to do it all for the first couple of years, right? I've been doing it all now for seven years because the growth of the company has just gone crazy. We went from the two of us to we now have around 80 employees. 80? Yeah. Damn. So, you know, as the years... We have eight and I'm like panicking most days. Right. right. <laughs> We've done a couple things recently that has, you know, it's, re- it's really gotten me the relief that I've needed. You know, when we were, when we were growing and there were 30 people, I could touch everything, every job. I knew what was going on. I was really involved in most of all the sales as we surpassed that, it got hard. And at some point I realized, and I think it was actually the push of my marketing director, Casey, and that's, we'll dive down that path mm. too, but she was saying, bring somebody in, let's bring somebody in to, to kind of help create structure. And so we did that about a year and a half ago. We implemented, we brought in a consultant in the industry and I was never 
necessarily a fan of bringing in a consultant, right? You yeah. think you know it's it just all. Like it's my know. thing. Man. Yeah. Get I, out. Right. What, what do you, yeah, yeah I'm I'll, sure. I'll, I'll be able to handle this. And at the end of the day, I didn't bring him in necessarily for me. I brought him in really for the rest of the staff. Mm. It was to implement EOS. So mm. entrepreneurial operating system, uh, integrate that into our company, mm. really, uh, have full transparency, create budgets, uh, set accountabilities, responsibilities, create that organization, set up weekly meetings, one-on-ones, mm. how helpful that has been. I can't, mm. you know, it's. Are you by nature systems and process or big picture and vision? Big picture and vision. Me too, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, hearing like you're three years down the road from us and I'm going, yeah, we should probably do that. <laughs> EOS right here. I'm writing that down. Yeah, Got write it. that down. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. have the right guy for you yeah. when the time comes, but I am definitely not that guy. I'm not a. Mm-hmm. I'm an unorthodox business owner. I like to spit out the ideas. I like to get it done. I run, run and gun. I am not the process guy. And so too, over same. the years, over the years, as we were growing, I mean, our first year, our business doubled 100%. The next year, 100%, 75%, still 60%. You can't get those processes put into place fast enough. You are trying to oh, just... It's just the snowball's rolling so fast that you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you're working, obviously, yeah. like everyone says, yeah. you're working in the business versus on the business. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Casey had recognized that and really wanted to address that. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of jumping to the yeah, end, yeah, no, end before yeah, yeah, we go yeah, to yeah, the middle. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, there, there's been some unique things, this, this business. when. So when the, the tricky thing about this business, too, is that we don't have um, – I guess let me, let me go back and say there are probably 25, 30 shops around town that do this. And you can, you, there are a few ways to start a granite business. You can start in a garage as a fabricator and go that route. You can start a huge company. You know, if you want to get some invest, investors mm-hmm. grabbed and you want to put down a big shop and make a big dent, we were kind of in the middle saying, well, let's not, let's grow small and or let's, let's start off small and we'll, we'll grow it from there. But one of the things I didn't really think about or factor in is that if our growth was as big as it actually was Mm. how do you maintain that I mean we we started off in a building that was essentially an office space with a little warehouse in the back of it it was six units and we took two you know within six months I'm getting a landlord knocking out the walls in the third the fourth the fifth the sixth take the buildings across the street I implement a wood shop somewhere along the way so we start doing custom wood products based off a guy that had worked for me that is just creative he's phenomenal mm. um like, yeah we do that we do whatever. yeah we'll do whatever. <laughs> that's the thing you know i have a hard time saying no so to anyone good night. me too and and i knew some of the complications that builders face but also retail customers so we have two sides of our business um started off with the idea of mainly doing new construction residential work i thought i had that in but what another thing i didn't think about was the retail side of business um about the same time in 2013, people were realizing that they can get granite countertops from a fabricator, mm. not necessarily Lowe's or mm. Home Depot or Nebraska Furniture mm. Mart, right? They could go re- directly to the source. I mean, mm-hmm. we're fabbing for those companies anyways. So you put up a good showroom, yep. you have the material there, and now you're picking up on that retail customer base. And it's been huge. We've grown yep. that to where it's half of our business Dang. today. Dang. You know, so um, kind of jump back in time now again. So we're we're in our uh, original location. We're growing quickly. We're adding employees. Um, when we talk about processes, I didn't have the time to sit down and do the processes. So what I would do was I would really try to take every employee on every level, whether it was an install fabricator, a salesperson, mm. whatever, and take the time to instill the values of what mm. I feel like mm-hmm. I portray, right? Or what I want to deliver to a customer. These, these are the things I don't sleep at night if we don't do a job well. I will not. I've also never left a job unturned. Sure, we're not perfect. We don't do things, you know, we don't do things without flaws, but we take care of all yep. of them. There's yep. never been one that I can tell you, sure, we might have a customer that gives us a one-star review because something's gone wrong, but I've, addre- I've addressed it. that yeah, issue. Right. I've either fixed it, I've, you know, offered them solutions, We've, and at the end of the day, it, it's just squashed. We've taken care of it. So I know that, uh, you know, that's one of the big things, and, and I've kind of got the rest of the team to understand that along the mm-hmm. way. We've got a really weird uh, culture. It's almost, it's some, sometimes we joke about it and we're like, what's going on here, man? Is this a cult or what, what's happening? Why do you have so many people that care about the ultimate 
yeah. well-being of the business. And other, other businesses recognize that. Um, they're like, where do you get these people? Where do you, how do you hire these people? Mm-hmm. And just like anybody starting a business along the way, I, I probably did mix a little bit too much of the friends and family sure. yeah. piece of it. <laughs> but the good has always outweighed the bad with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, it hasn't been everyone. I'm not just throwing jobs out there to take it. You've, you've got to contribute. You've got to do your piece and your part. And so for the most part, the good has, you know, really outweighed the bad. Um, I'm talking a lot. No, you, that's you the probably point. have some no, questions. That's the point. I'm, I'm just like fascinated sitting here going like, that's kind of listening to me. It's like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is a really insightful dialogue for me personally, just to hear the, the, the journey you've been on to, um, to, to be that like culture keeper, to be the, the value, you know, the chief value officer. Um, and, and, and like that, that I, I know that pain of like, or the, at least the fear of, um, relinquishing some of that. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on day to day. It's like, I, I still know exactly what's going on day to day. Right. And, and, um, th- that, that, I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a, in a really affirming way of like the, you can't at 80 people, there's no way. Yeah. Um, but as your role has shifted, I'm assuming that's been, you know, even personally transforming for you to think differently about your company and your people and your responsibility, right? Yeah, it's been um, it's been wild. And a few of the things that I didn't, I'm going to touch on a couple things. Early on, I knew how to, I could sell. Mm. I could sell to a customer. I could sell to a builder. Um, marketing wasn't a piece that I really knew much about. Really didn't know anything. Mm. I was fortunate enough that Tim, um, his wife, Casey, who was also a friend of mine, been a friend since high school, uh, is been in marketing is, is mm. I will now jump forward and say, she's probably the best marketing director in our industry in the country. Mm. And I can validate that here in a minute, but you know, Casey came on board and she was the one. That, when was that? It was early on in 2013 okay. when Tim and I started. Got it. Um, so Casey was the one that really dove into naming rock tops you know it was mm. it was her and tim i believe that mm. that got that name sure there in the country there are some other uh, yeah. this is a funny story there are some other rock tops in there there's no affiliation Somewhere like west virginia or sure. something right yep. yeah because yep. that's the first i was yeah. like rocktops.com I was like no that's not them These are, okay got it <laughs> when yeah, they yeah. Pi- when they pitched that name idea to me i liked it there were a couple other name ideas i don't remember them off the top of my head some of them were funny some of them yeah. weren't but uh when we started and we had rock tops, I remember going to our first uh, kind of vendor meeting. It was, it wasn't a vendor meeting. It was a vendor party, appreciation party. So we're the smallest shop in town at this point. There's three of us that roll into this place and we've got our <laughs> brand and our name on there. And the biggest company in town happened to be there. A few of their guys. And I'm in there like an idiot, just smiling and having a good time and thinking everybody has great intentions. Well, the reality is, is they're laughing at us. Huh. They're like, Oh, look at these, look at these clowns, Knuckle look at these heads, jackasses. Yeah. They're, in a garage somewhere fabricating stuff and just kind of where the, where the small man, uh, in the room. And they said to me, they said, that's a, that's a good name. Where'd you come up with that? And I said, Oh, we really like it. I appreciate, you know, just not stupid. And, oh, uh, thanks, yeah, man. thank appreciate you. That, you, bro. Yeah, man. That's nice of you. Um, it turns out we didn't do the research on the name just a few years prior in Kansas city. There was a company called rock tops. Wasn't our name's Rock Tops Granite and Stone Fabrication. Got it. Got Wrong. It, got it. I wish we would have yeah. just gone with Rock Tops, honestly, ultimately in the end. But there was another company, and it was maybe there was a space between Rock and Tops. It was very similar. Mm. Well, they were a Minnesota-based company that had come to town thinking they were going to capture some of this Kansas City market. They come to town. They set up shop. They sell to a bunch of customers. I don't know exactly how the story went, but uh, essentially they sell a lot of jobs. They collect disappear. a lot of depo- deposits. Their first semi-truck load of fabricated product comes here, and it's all just broken, the semi-truck. Uh, all of it's broken. And they just uh, pack up and leave. Left, uh, left people high and dry. Something along those lines. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know exactly yeah. what it is. So when they told me that, when they said, where'd you come up with your name? We're, you know, we're sincere, and we're like, yeah, we love it. And they, they tell us that. And I was like, I kind of felt it, you know, in my chest. I was like, oh, man, what do we do? Uh, and I started to research it. And for some reason, we didn't find it necessarily the, the first go around. Um, so I thought that was something that we would have to ultimately try to maybe make a change, maybe adjust. Sure. How are we going to overcome that? Um, never really was a problem. Other than the guys in the industry yeah. that wanted to give us shit, it was never really a problem. Um, and I think that was because I'm, I'm from Olathe. I've got a pretty good friends and family base in Olathe. 
the referrals uh, were coming in quite regularly. Uh, people knew that if I said I'm going to do a project, I'm absolutely going to do that project. Mm-hmm. Win, lose, or fail, whatever, at any cost, it's going to be done. It. It's yep. going to be done. So they had the confidence in that. But, uh, you know, so in the beginning where I guess I'm touching on, you know, probably got off track. That's there. great. <laughs> got, got off track there a little bit. But, um, yeah, so the marketing piece, I didn't really quite understand how much that mm. – how much value that Mm. had in our business. Mm. So Casey's creating the brand. She's creating the name. She's showing me, Mike, we don't need www.rocktopscasey.com with our phone number and our address, (laughs) all this pasted on the side of a van. We just need rock tops on it. And she said at one point, does Target have their phone number under their sign? I'm like, we're not Target. She goes, don't you want to be? Don't we want, you know, that's a great question. And I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, Rock Tops it is. And we started to see my friends, family, even uh, people I didn't know, they're like, oh, we love your your brand, your gear, which is really strange. We're a granite fabrication company. We're not trying to sell clothing or yep. product as far. But I've got people saying, can I buy a hat? Can I buy a T-shirt? Tyler wants one. Well, we'll get, we'll get him one. We'll get him <laughs> one for sure. I wish we would have known. I would have brought it up. But um, so, so that was weird, the marketing piece. And then the social media, obviously, in 2013, what a... I, I wouldn't even know the timeline. You actually might know it better than I do when social media really started to be impactful. But we, we hit it at a good time. That, yeah, that's right. It, it was right around there. Yeah. So what Casey started to do was really, she had this group of a network of people and friends that uh, would help create our website. Uh, you know, they do it after hours. They do it in trade for countertops. And not only was it a network of people, but it wasn't just average people. These people were really good at what they do. My phone was ringing. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, these are people that are really good at what they do. So we, we created a website that was phenomenal. You know, it was a, it looked to me, and this is maybe an ignorant thing to say, it looks like a $30,000 website that we did for $2,500 in a That's Carrera right. Marble Vanity. Yes. You know, we, yes. <laughs> we traded it. And she, she is so obsessive about how things present and what they look like, and she just, you know, mm-hmm. obsesses about it. And, and it's been for the good. So our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook has been highly successful. We haven't done any traditional, you know, we haven't done any TV commercials. It may be something we get into. Uh, we tried a billboard once. But at the end of the day, we found all of our customer base was off of um, social media or referral. And, and and can I pause and interrupt you? Yeah, absolutely. The I'm like, too much. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it just, I mean, it's so, it's so obvious that it's like has to be discussed is you entered the good, you know, I, I, I hate to be so so stereotypical here, but like you walk into this good old boy industry room with all these dudes that have been doing it for a long time and they look at your rock tops KC gear and they're like, who are these chumps, right? Exactly. And, but, but the, but the lens, and this is what we've, we've just, this is the lane we live in every day. The lens was all, you guys approached it through the mom at home who hates looking at her crappy vinyl countertop and you approached it through the guy who's trying to build his career and wants to like have a different bathroom in the morning to get ready and get successful. Like you approached it through the customer's lens. You didn't approach it through, we've got this awesome company and we're amazing. Right. And, and it's, and it does like your, your, your brand in particular is one that you view and engage in, in it. You don't have to say it like psychologically what connects to people is like, Oh man, it's classy. It's clean. It's modern. And it like, my life gets better if I hire these people, right? And and um, and that's where I think so many so many companies miss the mark on like we have awesome products and services and amazing things and our for you know blah, shut up, <laughs> shut up. They care about themselves, man, just like we all do. Like they want to know at what point can I in, in in inject into your story and you make my life better. And, and that's where I think it's really cool how you guys have done it. Um, and it's fun to hear the backstory because, uh, yeah, our engagement from, from a high level is clearly validates all that. Um, but, like, that's not that, – that's a simple thing to talk about. That's a hard thing to execute. Um, and it's really cool to see how, like, yes, and you had to do the good work and you had to show up and you had to, like, have cool stuff. But, like, that story is what has um, – repeated itself over and over and over. And, and there's all, all sorts of people all the time that are like, well, we don't really need to do, you know, digital marketing. Like we're our best referrals or our, our best customer source is always through referrals. I'm like, 
and it always should be. Do you want to amplify the referrals? <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's yeah. always through referral, man. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, now I'm talking a lot no, because it's like it's so true. But it is true, and that's one of the pieces that I didn't quite understand. But what I did is that I never said no, whether that was to Casey, whether that was to a customer. So if Casey had an idea, I would support that idea. Yeah. I would say, let's do it. Let's go for it. And I started to really quickly and, and early on learn how impactful that was. Mm. And that would be that would be the thing I would say has probably been the biggest overall piece of our business is how, how well she has done mm. our marketing. I mean, it's mm. been huge. I, I was at a conference one time. So we were in this group called the Rockheads and it's started out with the idea of being the top 100 fabricators in the country and you qualify the best fabricators in town. Um, I was approached by by them to, to join the group and year down the road, I'm at one of their conferences and they've got a uh, marketing group that works with the industry, mm-hmm. a well-known marketing group, and they do a great job. And one of their employees had come up to me, one of the staff members had said, do you know why we haven't approached you about your marketing? And I said, no. And she said, well, we actually use some of your stuff to show other <laughs> fabricators what they be, should be doing. Yeah. We don't say we did that. We use your stuff as an example. of This is somebody, if you yeah. want to look at it, this is somebody who's that's doing awesome. it right. And I thought, man, that's the best compliment you could get, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So I had to quickly call Casey and share that with her, tell her as soon as I got off the flight or however it went down. But, um, yeah, what a big piece it was. And, you know, some of the other things, too, that some of the key factors, I think people get complacent and stagnant in business. And Mm. I just have, um, I have this odd enthusiasm about, I don't think it's odd. I think you have to have it about always wanting to be the the guy that does the next, what's, what's latest and what's greatest and who's going to tackle that. Well, all these other fabricators are saying, in our industry, it started with granite countertops. You start fabbing granite countertops, and then quartz comes along, a man-made product. They all say, no, 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 this is shit. This is junk. We don't want to fabricate it. You know, then they all find out, oh, okay, we can work around it. Ten years down the road, they're all fabricating quartz now. Um, so I'm that way. I, I'm, I don't say no to anything. I want to see what's the latest and the greatest. Uh, early on, we, we saw that fabricating every product and doing the complex edges, the miters, the waterfalls, the buildups, the custom work was the thing that we like to do. Mm. Um a new product had kind of brought itself to our market. It's an ultra compact stone. Everyone was scared of it. It's a really brittle material. It's a, it's a man-made stone, but it's the closest thing to a natural rock composition is, you know, it's, they're scared of it. Why they're scared of it because it is hard to fabricate. Got it. Uh, it. These slabs are made in the same process that a rock is formed through heat and pressure. Uh, So the material is all organic. There are no epoxies, resins, glues, and it's put together in a press that, example one company over in spain cosentino they have the world's largest press and this thing essentially emulates the the formation of a rock so right it creates it into a slab these slabs have energy when they're delivered to us we have to cut these power bands off of the the slab in a certain manner or the slab may shatter or explode so they truly have built stored energy in the slab um people don't want to mess with that right so I say, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it, and I'll figure out how to do it. I go to the shows. I figure out the equipment that people are using, and I say, well, why don't we go outside of the box? Here's a machine that's made for the glass and metal industry. It's a 5 access water jet. Water jets are pretty common in granite fabrication, but nobody had, at least to my knowledge, and I think everyone's pretty much agreed to this, no one had a 5 access water jet in our industry. We had to have a blade and a jet to cut to make mm-hmm. things. You know, a fabricator would say, well, where's a blade? I'm not going to run a water jet only. It's so expensive to run. And so I went to this company, and they specialized in metal and glass. And so I said, well, I've got a product. You know, and they were kind of working with Cosentino as well to say, what, what's the best method to cut this stone? And I struck a deal with the water jet company to say, I'll be the guy that brings this in. Of course, I need a deal on the machine. Right. Um, and then I, I actually was able to sit down with Paco Cosentino, who out of Spain is probably one of richest guys in that's this awesome. part of the country there. Um, I sat down in Mexico with him with a headset on and translate my idea of this Decton product. They've got this great product that they're getting a lot of pushback from American fabricators in, in Europe. The product's doing well. Mm. The reason why the product was doing well is their, uh, their kitchens on average are considerably smaller than mm. ours. Um, thickness in our world, in our countertop world. Yeah. When you go into a house, you see these countertops of granite and quartz. They're all inch and a quarter. It's called 3CM. Well, this Decton product was 2CM. And it wasn't through body. So if you cut an edge, it's huh. just solid. The, the prints on the top, right? The image is on the top. And 
So you c- it's solid. So it's different. We're not used to it. So we just reject it. We're like, oh, that, that doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't fit. Not it's American. Not, not going to work. Yeah. So anyways, I pitched this idea. It all pans out. We buy this really expensive machine. We um, get a great price on the deck to material that we're trying to fabricate. And we, we start going. Well, then other fabricators catch wind. They take notice. I'm pretty heavily involved in whether it's whether it's uh, shows that we'll travel to to look at equipment or whether it's conferences we'll meet to talk about best practices or the Rockheads group where we share our ideas. Um, I'm kind of an open book, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, you can you can share with somebody how to do it. I think it's better for our industry. You share every secret you have, every detail you have. Totally. Just, just because you tell them doesn't mean they can do it. You know, right? 100%. I can tell the guy in my backyard what I'm doing. Totally. But doesn't do it. So I don't have any problem with that. And, uh, you know, so that was one of the things we had done that really made a difference is that we were, we were staying in front of the trends. We were interjecting the machines that needed, uh, that you needed to fabricate it. And, and, and just really creating a business that when you walk into it, I mean, we, we were one of the first companies to, uh, pull the trigger on a robotic a robotic saw so we've got this robotic arm that That's moves awesome. around it's got a blade and a water jet on it and its movements are really quick and it's able to produce a lot of stone throughout the day and i just am not afraid to invest the money in the mm. equipment the technology the the product the knowledge the training the r&d it takes to do it you know it's just what we've always what we've always done so. is there a as you're saying that i'm i'm curious like the 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 good or bad or, or indifferent, the impact to your team when you inject new ideas, kind of, my guess is on a fairly routine basis, right? Yeah. Like, hey, there's a new thing, let's go do it. Yeah. I'm kind of that way, right? Yeah. Um, the podcast is that thing. Like, at last year at this time, we're like, I was like, we're starting a podcast. And everybody's like, no, right? Like, they weren't they weren't resisting the idea, the resistant, the energy that it takes to, like, pull this stuff off. I, my guess is guys like you and me, um, either minimize or even if at, at my worst shame the like, why the hell isn't everybody else running around this fast and yeah, frenetic right, and right. like manic? Um, I'm just curious, like as your leadership has evolved, like that injection of new is what keeps you on the growth curve, right? And yes. like and growing and becoming more profitable and bigger. And you you didn't get to 80 people by accident, right? I would like to think not. Um, yeah, we, you know, that it's exactly what you said. And sometimes I do downplay, like I remember in my wood shop specifically, the master craftsman I have, Chris, I'm like, hey, can you build a cabinet run for me? I need it this size, this size, this width. I want it stained and finished like this. And he's like, well, how do you want this? And I'm like, I, you know, uh, I thought I just told you. And he's like, well, you didn't explain it. You gave me no details. I said, can you get it done tomorrow? Can you have it done tomorrow and install it in our like, showroom? Why can't you? Yeah. Like, you know, hey, do you guys want to work all night? Do you want to expand our showroom? You know, let's do it. Let's do it. So, but I've been fortunate to have these guys that will do it. They want to do it. They want to see the company do well. And I think that probably boils down to, they know I'm in it. They know that I'm willing. There's nothing that I'm going to ask them to do that I wouldn't do myself or that they haven't seen me do. They also know that at the end of the day, I'm not, hmm. I'm not demanding they do it. I'm not telling them. I'm asking because I think it's something that, hey, it's guys, possible. this is cool. This yeah. is it's possible. Yeah. This is cool. Let's go down this road. You want to try it? And I truly believe that they feel that way too. I could be way off base, but I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, these yeah. guys, a lot of these guys really enjoy work. I mean, some of them don't leave at five o'clock when we want to leave, you know, they hang out, they want to be part of it. They want to, so, you know, that, that's, yeah. Some of them want to just drink some beer, but, and, and I've always liked that too, because honestly, uh, a part of our business, I guess the culture of our business, right? I want to create a place where people enjoy working and I really think they do. Um, it's just as important to me to have uh, inviting workplace where you actually want to, to come to work every morning. And that's some of the best, that's the most gratification or satis- satisfaction that I get is from somebody saying, I love coming here in the morning. And I've got a lot of people that do that on a daily basis. And so I feel really good about that because, you know, we, as we went down the road and we started to structure our organization, organization a little bit better, you go down the thing, what are your core values, right? And I said, 
it was actually a collective group. We came up with like 20 and then we narrowed it down. Right? We did the same we, thing. We, you can't have 20. Yeah. 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 Let's get to three. We got the three too. I'm curious yeah. to hear what your three are. Well, and, it, and it's kind of funny because our three, we've gone back and forth on like, does this sound right? Does this, is this right? But essentially it's, it's work ethic, which encompasses a lot of things. So it's work ethic, problem solving and positivity. That can be very generic mm. until we say, uh, the work ethic encompasses so many different aspects of it. You have to be a problem solver in our industry. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're on the forklift or how it is. You have to be able to solve problems. And you have to be positive. With those three things, we create what our goal is, is to create a great experience. And somebody said to me, actually, uh, our newer sales manager said to me, you left out the part of the customer. And I said, well, I believe, I truly believe that with these three things and to create a great experience, the customer was to read our core values and see how we interact with them. I think they know that that is to create a great right. customer experience. It's also to create a great experience for our employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do want, because you've got happy employees, you're yeah, going totally. to produce uh, the jobs. You're going to totally. do what it takes. And, and, and I, th- I, think, I think they can see through that. Although those three seem a little generic, we spend a lot of time talking about it, and, and that's ultimately what it boils down to for us. And it's awesome. Like, like you said, we didn't get to 80 <laughs> on accident, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. think. So those are the three things. Yeah, so my marketing yeah. director's in here, and she, same point. We didn't well, I mean, put the customer have. portion of the experience in there because we wanted it to be both. We yeah. want it to be yeah. our customers. We know we can't do this without the customer. Yeah, and, and the, the customer experience is the byproduct of those three things. Exactly. Like the customer is going to experience those three values and be like, Hell yes, I recommend them all the time. I'll leave a Google review. I'll go onto Facebook and do the thing, right? Yeah. I'll tell my neighbor when we're drinking wine and during COVID, socially distanced, like that. You should hire these guys, right? Um, it, it's it's the outcome. It's the outcome. It, um, we, we went through a similar exercise, and I was really we did the same, almost the same thing. Had twenty, and then we, you know, my wife and I kind of narrowed it to like the ten that we were like, okay, we could live with these and. Um, and then we opened it up to like some group think and the, did the whole thing and ultimately landed on, um, three, ultimately on four. And our, our business coach was like, he's gotta be three people. Remember three. I want to hear him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the, I'll tell you the fourth first, the fourth, and I, and I, I really struggled letting go of it was growth. And I was like, I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to uh, like that. Like yeah. I want to inject new ideas. I want to do new things. I want to have new projects. Like I want to grow the team. I want to grow our influence, all of it. And Corey, he's brilliant. He's, he's on our board. Um, he was like, growth is an outcome. Growth isn't a value. He's like, if you do these other three things, you will grow. Sure. And I was like, damn, what a like simple, but brilliant concept. Right. So our three, um, the three are authenticity. So for us to like, uh, what we do and, and same, but like, it's not really that nine to five. Right. And so for us to be able to have the, the honesty and the, and the permission to be honest about like, um, Hey man, like I'm overworked. I can't t- tackle this. Or, Hey, you were a dick in that meeting. Or, Hey, yeah. when you, when she said this, like I interpreted it this way, like having the authenticity to be able to communicate internally and externally. Right. So for a client to be able to be like, Drop the ball. <laughs> yeah, right. We totally screwed up. Like we missed the deadline. It's I'm a so hard sorry. thing to do. It's yeah. a hard thing to say to a, a telling the truth is hard. Yeah. It's it sounds like it shouldn't be. Like I'm, yeah. you know, um, the second one is connection, and it's related to authenticity. But in the in in our in our product, our version of your 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 rock tops, the content we create has to connect to the emotional stuff that's going on in people's lives. So this one's a little more like client facing for us then that um connection is the thing we're after not just like pretty or cute creative it's no it's got to connect to the emotion it's got to connect back to the client journey it's got to like what your marketing does it's got to make me feel like you make my life better um so that's more of like a scorecard for our work is like did we connect did we do did we do our job did we take something that's kind of lame and boring and like bring it life did we take something that's already super cool and contagious and like bottle it in a way that's compelling. Or did they unfollow us? Right. Right. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then the third, which really is the first is trust. Um, and, and Corey, same guy, he's, he's, uh, he's been a big, um, kind of architect of a lot of, of our foundation. He is a process guy, which I'm not. Um, uh, so it's good to have him like help consult us, but 
anyhow, um, trust for us is, you know, he, and you'd appreciate this, but like his, his academic research, which I was like, that's way too boring for me, man. Like just give me the like Cliff's notes, hurry. Um, uh, he, he did his whole paper on, or his, his PhD on doctor, sorry, on trust, value, loyalty. And it's like, Hey, I'm after as an, as a, any, you know, any business minded person, especially as an owner, I'm after loyalty. Like I want my people to be like happy and work here and love what they're doing. Right. And grow and have a path towards like prosperity and cool things that they get to do in their life. I'm also asked, and and that comes through customer, customer, we call them clients or partners, their, their loyalty. And, and Corey kept coming back to like, yeah, you, you only get the loyalty though, if you establish value and if you first build trust. Um, and so we talk a lot about trust. Like it's in our, all of our sales materials, it's in all of our emerging like corporate policies, which we have like very few of. Um, but the, the, the building of trust and, and even how he unpacks, like how tactically to build trust is like mind blowing. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, those are our three. So we like, yeah, trust, authenticity, and connection are the three that we landed on. They sound better than my three. My three are really simple, right? And so that's one of the problems we had with it. It's like problem solving. Come on, what is it, third grade? But it's such an important piece of what we have to do in our business. We totally. we, we custom manufacture a product with slim to no margin for error. Mm-hmm. And when you fuck that up, it's really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's really right. expensive. So, um, that's right. you know, problem solving is huge. And But, yeah, that is the difference of, you know, the two companies. I would say the three you have, I would like to add those to mine. Because obviously, <laughs> the same. I'm obviously, like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, loyalty yeah. and, and yeah. trust, trust. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of want to say it's di- my, my thought on the trust piece of it. It's a little bit different. Like if I don't trust my employee, mm-hmm. you're not working here. <laughs> That's absolutely a, a given, right? I need to be able to trust you. So, um, but mm-hmm. same thing you, yeah. you're, you're talking about potentially with the customer, the client or your partner, you guys have to be able to trust each other. So that's a little different than where I, I first go with it. I'm like, he better not be stealing shit out the back door, right? I, I better be able to trust this guy. That's right. Um, that's right. So, and obviously our our fabrications are totally different, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. in terms of the, the work that gets um, checked off in, in each of our worlds. Um, I'd be curious to, to, to kind of hear, you know, maybe a little bit more specifically of these last, you know, uh, it's probably really simple for you to talk about the future and where you're headed. Uh, for me, it is too. I'd love to hear like directionally kind of what we're thinking. Yeah. And like, yeah. is it a it's good time? Rock tops just, USA <laughs> instead of rock tops KC. Like yeah. what, what's kind of like the, the plan? Well, you know, we just walked out of our annual two day business retreat where mm-hmm. our managers would go off site and, mm-hmm. and do that planning and make sure that we're all aligned. And, um, so yeah, I share that with you. It, it, uh, Real brief before I move forward on that, one of the pieces I forgot to tell you along the way, there, there's been so many of it, whether it was, uh, you know, Tyler said, my travels to Brazil, I've got some great stories there. We okay. can hit on another time. But, <laughs> um, you know, we, we stay on top of uh, the purchasing side of material. Like, what, what can I do to increase my purchasing power? I'll go to Brazil. I'll figure it out, right? Um, so we, we've done a lot of that. We, uh, you know, we look at uh, another big piece to this business is, I noticed, and I'm, I'm jumping off subject, no, so I'm that, sorry, but I want to I want to tell a couple I, I things think it's that I think I don't care that were huge along the way. Um, vendor relations, man. I worked at this other company, mm. worked for this other company, and and just noticed in the industry that people would treat these vendors who supply our product, who we buy product from, terribly. Mm. Like I felt like it was terrible. It's they come in, they try to get your time, they're trying to sell you a product, right? And they just kick them out. They wouldn't give them the time of day. And I was like, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to actually partner with these guys. And man, what great relationships I've created. Uh, the vendors will bend over backwards for us. Mm-hmm. They'll do, you know, they'll do whatever they can to help us out. They, they donate projects. We love, we love volunteering our time to donate or wherever we can help. I, I don't say no. Yeah. Um, can't be taken advantage of, but I don't say no. Um, you know, so, so vendor relations has been huge. And, uh, you know, that was a piece that I think was fairly significant. I just, I felt like I was able to, to procure different materials and better price points and things that really helped our, our bottom dollar. Uh, along the way also, uh, our company was outgrowing the space we were in. So it was kind of nice and ultimately satisfying at the end of the day when I went over to the company that I had helped start. And essentially, now I call it buying the lack of their assets, but I did buy their business, uh, you know, Wow. The, you know, full it, it circle. Kind of yeah. came yeah. full circle. It, uh, when was that? 
That was about two and a half years ago. Okay. Okay. Um, Casey, was it three? It's three now. So we were maxed out elbow to elbow in our old building. They had a 50,000 square foot building that they had just moved into. Um, We're kind of underperforming for multiple reasons, which won't get into, but you know how I told you I wanted to keep a good relationship with them. This is a side piece to our first job after I left and started my shop. We spent all these months getting the shop ready to go. My saw broke on the first job. No. I had to cut. And I called one of the owners over there at the shop and said, well, you cut it for me. And he did. He cut that job. And, I mean, what a huge oh, statement totally. on, on, his, on him, you know, as far as what he is and, and his values. And mm-hmm. um, so we, we kept that good relationship along the way. You know, three years ago, called, and he said, I'm kind of at the point where I'm done. You know, he was – the, there was a, a kind of a strange ownership structure, but essentially two of the owners uh, had a big manufacturing business. Mm-hmm. And so their granite countertop company was kind of the redheaded stepchild. They mm-hmm. didn't put a lot into it. They didn't need to necessarily. Uh, the guy that was over there running it, he was the one just fighting day in and, and day in and out, you know, all night long working and didn't have the right backing and support really. At the end of the day, he could say, Every time I tried to make a move, I didn't have the support to make that move, and so it was kind of frustrating for him. Either way, we went over there, uh, bought the lack of assets, went through the nightmarish. Uh, I tried to I tried to take his full customer base and satisfy all his builders and all mm. his customers. Didn't need to, but I wanted to do right mm. by all those. And in the end, I can tell you how I would do it differently. Mm. Uh, if I was to do that over again, I wasted and spun my wheels you know, or I would spend yeah. my wheels essentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, chasing down things that would never, never pan out, things that would never increase our bottom line, things that people didn't appreciate, builders that thought it was, hey, you bought them, you know, you take their responsibilities, you do this, you do that, and then at the end of the day, they leave you for another, you know, oh. leave you for another fabricator after you just bent over backwards and forwards maybe. I <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. But uh, so, so there were some things I would have done different, but ultimately it was nice. And our business needed that space. We needed this 50,000 totally. square foot uh, space. We actually need 100,000 today. So, so now I'm finally to the thing of, you know, kind of where are, we, where are we at? So we've grown, you know, we were three years ago when we took over that space. I had originally about 40 at the time, 35 or 40 employees with my company. Their company had 35 uh, within a two-month period. That 35 that they had shrunk to about five to seven Um, So, you know, we're sitting in the mid-40s, 50 range. Uh, We're producing about a pace of $6 million worth of countertops a year, doing six installs a day, five, six installs a day. Um, And we went from there in the last three years to, you know, got 80 employees. We're doing 15 installs a day. 15 a day? Yeah. An average of, you know, 12, 15. I would say it's probably right around there. But uh, we we have 120 to 40 builder contractors that we do work with our retail business is crazy. Mm. So right now we're thinking about what are our next moves? Well, we, we've been out on a lathe and a lathe is down on the South end. You're up here, up North. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're down on that fringe. We've got a pretty good hold on that Johnson County work, the Southern Johnson County work, but it is time for us to probably stretch our legs a little bit. So mm. we're identifying a couple markets, uh, or excuse me, within the city, yeah, you know, within yeah, yeah. the city, a couple opportunities. So, uh, I think our goal is to probably get a, a showroom opened up uh, cool. this next year. Um, we've got some expansion ideas. Uh, I moved my wood shop out of my main facility into another building uh, about a mile away. Um, we're going to launch a line of wood countertops called treetops. Huh. So we're going to start with six to eight uh, tops that we can fabricate on demand. Yeah. Um it's a trend thing, but it's been yeah. around for a long time, yeah. honestly, wood countertops. So it's, it's something yeah. we can offer over there. We build unique one-off pieces. It's funny. We do metal work. We, we weld. We build table bases. We do it's woodwork. Crazy. We do along, – along the way, uh, I realized to hire these guys that are multi-skilled or multifaceted, they can do a lot of things from uh, plumbing to electrical to framing. It's been so beneficial. Every time we move and expand, which is every week, hey. every month yeah. – um, you know, we're tackling these projects and we do them internally. That's I mean, awesome. We, we've probably saved a million oh, dollars totally, man. just doing our own totally. labor, you know, and it stresses us out and we do it all night long and yep. we bust our asses, but these guys are the ones that they'll get dirty and bust their ass and have a smile on their face at the end of the day and come in well, and work they, the they, next they morning feel at proud six. proud about it. They sure. do. And they'll come in the next morning at six. And so that was, that's been a big piece for us. And, um, that's awesome. 
we, we, you know, the other thing too is that the retail customer base. Before we, I don't know that too many people were turnkey in these retail jobs. If you were a retail customer, and I always say retail, I hate, I hate the word retail, right? We have price list, and I say it's not retail; it's customer. That's these right. are our customers. That's right. um, but you know, we'd have customers that come in; they want to do their countertops. Well, that that also entails the backsplash. Uh, I want to paint my cabinets. I want to modify this. I want to change this, that, or there's demo. Whatever. There's all sorts. There, of there's stuff. all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. So one of the things we did real early on is say, well, let's let's tackle that. Let's let's make this a turnkey solution for them. If they want us to cut their island down and add metal supports and cut their sink open and put a farm sink in or an apron sink, let's do all that. Let's paint their cabinets. Awesome. Let's touch this up. Let's figure out how to do their backsplash. And um, that's been a big piece too because uh-huh. it used to be a customer would they want to do their countertops and they're they're somewhere in the middle of do I need to hire a contractor? Yep. Can I yep. do this myself? Can I line out these seven subs? How do I find these people? So that was a that was a nice. Uh, I would think that was probably something that I didn't see early on, or I didn't plan for, but then kind of noticed along the way and said, "Let's let's address that." And that was big. That was huge for us. How but much? Uh, um, this is a selfish question. Um, how much of your growth has been due to one you doing a really good job and doing what you say you're going to do? You meaning Rock Tops, showing up. Like in your industry in particular, we, we, we have a lot of home service clients and, and to a T they are growing like wildfire right now because yeah. like they're just showing up and doing what they say they're going to do and they smile and they care and they email people back. Yeah. And it's like, sure, like the exterior pain is important, but like they need to just show up and like do the job and do it well. And so I'm curious how much of your growth has been this um, steady drumbeat of like, yep, we got it, we got it, we got it. Like kind of the execution and then, and then coupling that with like this expanded scope of like, yeah, we what thought we were offer, just doing yeah. countertops. Yeah. We're also now we we also kind of cut the sink and we paint the cabinets and we do the thing. Yeah, right. Um, I'm curious. I mean, I know it's much more complex than that, but it is. But undoubtedly, it you know I, I would attribute half of the growth to marketing, the other half to the fact that we do just get it done. Mm. We communicate. Mm. We show up. People mm. know that. It's 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 like. Old Chevy commercial. It's like a rock, man. They yep. can count on us. They do know that. We also turn around time, which is part of the marketing story. Like right? it is part. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. Is. It is. Absolutely. It is. It's, it, they can count on us. We uh, we turn we turn around product quickly too. I, I realized early on the builders need this ten day window from the time that they set cabinets in a house and their painters, is, you know, they're coming in and now they're ready for countertops. We need to hit that mark. Yep. So the one of the biggest fabricators in town. Uh, kind of folded, kind of went under, actually did go under mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. And that was a major thing, but they were four five, six weeks out on a countertop. Good. Um, you just can't be there. We got to figure it out. So we're two to three weeks out. Generally, it just depends. And we try to, it's a, a tricky road to navigate with scheduling. You should see yep. our schedule. It's oh, crazy I bet, um, I bet. to try to organize you know, you've got all the pieces and aspects of the demo, the plumbing, the oh. cabinet modification, the countertop installation, phase one of four. Um, so our schedule is tricky when you look at it, but we hit it. We hit it, and we uh, if we don't, man, we are everybody's running to, to, to fix it, right? You know, we're, if something goes wrong on the house, I'm not going to tell you that I'll be back in three weeks. Like, let me order Sorry. a slab. I'm like, we're, I'll we're, be back on my way home. Yeah, yeah. we're refabbing yeah. it. We're going yeah. right then, and we're addressing it. So. Um, yeah, that has been a really big piece of the, the business is just doing what you say you're going to do. And, and the referral, the reputation, I didn't know I had so many friends, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> man, we get, we get these people that come and ask for Mark, um, the owner, Mark. And I'm like, they're like, Mike, do you mean Mike? Yeah. He's a real good oh, friend yeah, of yeah, mine. Yeah. My okay. buddy. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just funny how many, but you know, I do, uh, I do appreciate it without those people, you know, I, I tell them all the time, I'll get a Facebook message or I'll get uh, a text randomly from a number I don't know. And um, I'm just, I'm just appreciative that people yeah, reach man. out to me, you know, and we, we see, we see a lot of them and I'll, I'm not in the showroom as much as I used to be. I used to say I, I'm our best salesman. I can close 98%, you know, and um, now I'm never down there, but, uh, or not as often, obviously, yeah. you know, I'll still be there when I need to, but um, I enjoy going down there. I miss that aspect yeah. and that part of it. Because we, we were fortunate to never really sell. It's not like we're used car salesmen. Totally. There. We're facilitating something that, you know, their customer comes in, they're after a countertop product, and I've always told my salesmen, you sell it on passion and communication and knowledge. 100%. You don't sell it by 
knocking the price down or if another quote comes in, it's not about like, hey, do we want to match this quote? Man, I've never been big about looking at somebody else's. I would tell customers like, hey, I've got another you quote. You should go do that then. Yeah, yeah they, totally. They, they're like, here, we'll give you our other quote. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't need that. I don't, right. I don't, it makes no difference. Totally. Let me show you what I'm going to do different for yes. you. And I may be a couple bucks more expensive, yeah. but that, that's one of the things we've had to overcome too is that with our great marketing, we've had people say, well, I can't afford your product. And I challenge that. I say, mm-hmm. um, well, come in, give us a shot. I mean, we do an $1,800 kitchen or we'll do an $18,000 yeah. kitchen countertop. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's across the board. And, and yeah. we, but you get that same experience. You get the way. same experience. I don't yeah. care if you're buying a $120 shower ledge yeah. that we're going to fabricate and you're going to pick up. I mean, there's yeah. a good chance that I'm going to be the one loading it up in your car in That's the back. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, it was funny one. <laughs> my wood shop guy loves this story, but one night when we first started, uh, I was in the office late, got a call after five. I answered the phone, and the guy said, yeah, what, how much is your granite? And I said, excuse me? He goes, how much is your granite? And I said, well, it starts around $50 a square foot. And he said, $50 a square foot? I can go down the street and get it for 39 I said, well, yeah, I can go to Applebee's and get a steak for 9 bucks, but it tastes like <laughs> shit. And he goes, that's a really good point. He goes, I'm actually going to come in on Monday and see you. I'm like, yeah, we can work it out. I need more details. We can be competitive. That's come awesome. on in. Let's figure That's it out. Awesome. That's so well said. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, That's every perfect. once in a while, sometimes I'm a little too blunt, but it's worked out. I think, you know, awesome. as a business owner goes, you can probably understand this. I've had frustrations along the way, and yeah. sometimes that comes out, and I'm working on It's gotten better. You know, honestly, yeah. as the company has grown, it's gotten better. I've learned how to. Yeah not take everything so personal. Yeah, man. It's hard when you so really hard. care about every single thing that transpires from the air pressure of a tire out there on that van. Like, Hey guys, did you rotate your van tires? Oh, I got to go to the bank and sign some loan docs to, Oh, it's um, unbelievable. At some point you have to say, I need to delegate this responsibility. And, um, that's where we're kind of at now. So yeah, that's awesome. with the company and the direction we're going, I've, I've been able to, like I said, I hired a consultant about a year and a half ago and it was really more for, the support of the team. And so we're finally on a, at a point where the structure is working and it's great. It's cool. It's such a relief to have the right people in the right place and, Mm. and be able to let them kind of do their thing, do their thing, man. I trust them. I trust them. And I tell them constantly all the time, like you don't have to get my approval on that. So it's, (laughs) it's finally starting to resonate and you know, you don't, you don't need to ask me on some, I I trust your opinion on this. Let's see see how it goes. Yep. Don't worry about it. But yeah, we're, we're kind of finally at that point. And, I do feel like uh, the, the added showroom and and uh, maybe another one right back, you know, right after that. And come on, come on, and then keep going. You know, at the end of the day, do we want to be Rock Tops USA? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Not opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I have kind of a five-year plan of five locations, and whether that be retail cool. showrooms or other fabrication centers, I know what I did in the beginning to start this, and I know what I'd do differently. And I can go to another market and probably kind of repeat this process and hopefully be as impactful for that customer experience because I still believe there's a huge lack of, of, a, of an option for a countertop fabricator where they really give a shit whether your product turns out well. I really give a shit. I love it. At the man. end of the day, I really care. And if I get a random message or a call from somebody that says it didn't go the way I thought it was, I'll make it right. And that just... That probably will never end. Man, it's such a good I, – I do have one story I need you to tell before we sign off. Yeah. But the, the that's a beautiful bow on the care. I think that's what's so void and and, and, and it validates everything you've said. But, like, um, the, the service industry in particular, if it got injected with a lot more care, people would have more money than they know what to do with, right? right. Like, that's where it's like – and, and it's our, it, it really is freaky hearing you say some of the stuff that we're going through right now. Of like, now if it's one a.m., my ass will write the blog post. Like it has to be perfect. It has to be great. Yeah, and 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 that's to a fault, maybe a little OCD ish, and it's real controlling at the moment. But we're we're navigating kind of these growing pains of like evolving into a bigger boy and girl version of ourselves. That right. that's a little less reliant on on me. But it's hard, man. It's a hard. It's a hard like transition you know and we're 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 stumbling our way through it but it's really beautiful to kind of see where you guys have gone well thank you i'm not as eloquent about it um as i probably should be and it, there's so much there's so many you know we could make this a, a volume 10 totally kind of kind of situation where we're uh just going over things that we have done throughout the years and, and what i would do different and i'll be 
driving home on the way here, you know, when we leave here and telling Casey, like, oh, I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have addressed this, or I wish I would have talked about this. But, yeah, it's so much, man. Yeah. And, and you yeah. got to – that OCD thing that you have, it's what makes you who you are. It's why yeah. you're an entrepreneur. It's why you're a business owner. Um, you can't let it tear you down uh, because now I feel, I feel, honestly, in the last seven years that I've aged probably 15 oh, internally. Oh, my goodness. yes. I don't – you know, it's, there's, a t- there's a toll. And you've got to figure out how to balance that. I never, mm-hmm. I never missed a, 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 an event for my children. Yeah. I got divorced along the way, mm-hmm. and I, I spent the first couple of years I was working a lot, mm-hmm. and I did get a divorce. And it, you know, you got your ups and downs on the personal side, and then you got yep. the business is just crazy. So it's a lot. Totally, it's man. A lot. Totally. Um, all right. So I, I spent a lot of years in the sports marketing landscape. Um, so I always enjoy a good like partnership negotiation story. Uh, one of my favorites is a, a good buddy of mine walked in with a, a cordless drill. Actually, it might have been the same team. Walked in with a cordless drill, and, and um, he's like, I'll take my damn sign down myself if you don't give me X, Y, and Z. It was really kind of a funny moment. Yeah. Um, I love the story. If you're willing to share it, the story of um, a, a, re- a, a negotiation you've had with a with a professional franchise, <laughs> if you're willing to. Yeah, and, we, and we, we're not saying who it is, no, right? No, nope. no, no worries about that. No, nope. okay. So you know, I like to, I obviously like to have a good time with whoever it is that we work with, and because I believe I'm an unorthodox businessman, I'm the worst dressed guy at our company, right? I expect everyone to look better than I do every day of the week, um, so I like to play on that a little bit. So. When a couple guys show up with suit and tie and they want to do some negotiation, I like it to really get get weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there, there was one time uh, in particular. Uh, I think I'll tell the one, two, three, four story. I like that story. Um, I think it's amazing. It was funny. So we've got this partnership going on with one of the major sports teams, and uh, we've agreed to certain things. And I'm I'm uh, I'm always asking for additional, and I want you know this, that, or the other, and. They came back at us with a price tag of, I don't know, I'm going to give you a rough number. It was fifteen dollars or $20,000 additional to do what, what we wanted to do. And I said, I'll tell you what, how about I do uh, $12,345? And the guy on the other end sat there for a second. He said, is that one, two, three, four, five? I said, it is. <laughs> it is. And I said, can I tell the full, full story, right? Yeah. It's full yeah. story. It's your I story, said, bro. <laughs> yeah. I said, and also, if you can get that done, I will uh, brand your team on my ass. <laughs> And he kind of chuckled a little bit. He said, I'm going to have to make some calls and get back to you. So, you know, 10 minutes later, he calls back and he says, um, all right, we've got a counter for you. Well, we can't do that, but. We can't do that, but we've got a counter for you. And he said, how about we do $23,456? And I said, oh, good play there. I see what you did. The two, three, well four. Yeah. <laughs> Your said, price well, went up, yeah, actually. Yeah, price went up and it, you know, same method, right? I said, good play. And he said, and the other thing is about the brand. Uh, we've decided if you were to brand your ass, it would actually devalue our brand. So, no, we're not interested in that. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of many negotiations we've had. That same, uh, you know, one of our contacts there, I kind of negotiated in the contract. They had to deliver me a Wagyu beef uh, burger to every game regardless. Awesome. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a joke, but uh, whoever his boss is gets behind it. And they're like, yep, we actually we, we like that. We like that he'll have to do this. And. Uh, yeah, so we've had a lot, of, a lot of fun. That's lot awesome. Fun That's awesome. Mike, I'm, uh, man, I've I've extended my my hour with you, and I'm I'm grateful for your time. We end every show with the same five questions. So first thing that comes to your mind, okay? A little pop quiz. You ready? Yep. Um, what's your? And damn it, I'm now I'm so distracted. I'm not even looking at my notes. Um, <laughs> but I do remember the show. Uh, I do remember the five. What is your favorite T-shirt? Like your go-to T-shirt. A Rock Tops t-shirt. Which I need. Yep, we'll get you one of those. Um, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Um, ooh, that's a tough one. What would I do now if I wasn't afraid? Man, that's a tough one for me because I just really, I don't ever really hold back. I do. I'm not really afraid of much. And I know that sounds cocky or confident, but I just go for it. So I, I would say... What would I do if I wasn't afraid? I would, man, I don't have it. That's a weird That's one. Awesome. That's a tough one for me. I really do dive into mm-hmm. most things head first. So you'd put a brand on your ass with that team. <laughs> I mean, I'd do that right now in state in, in, in here in the, in the podcast. Oh, uh, it's awesome. I don't know, man. I wish I had an answer for that one, but I really do just go after it. So that's awesome. That's a tough one. That's great. Um, last book that you've read or listened to. It was actually Traction, which is huh. the EOS book that we've implemented recently in our business. And Traction is a great book. 
writes down traction. Traction, yeah. On the, nope, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. I need to read that. Uh, favorite place on earth? Um, hmm, favorite place on earth. I would have to say that I've been to quite a few places, but one of the one of the best. I get honestly, it's the ocean. Mm. Now that doesn't matter necessarily where it's at, whether it's been Jamaica or whether it's mm. been at a really pretty beach in Florida. I just love being on the ocean. I find that mm. the peace and the calming. I, I can I can relax there, and I'm very yeah. rarely do I relax. So it's just an ocean in general. Yeah. I've been to some that were nicer than others, but. Yeah. Really yeah. just the crashing of the waves. I take that all day. I love it, man. All right, last one. When it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, kind of back to the point of just that I got done. I did what I said I was going to do. My integrity, my honesty, my loyalty. Um, those are the three traits personally that I, uh, you know, I'm really proud of. And, and I'll always, maybe to a fault, I'll always do what I say I'm going to do. You know, mm. I'll see it through. And I think a lot of people know that about me. It's awesome, man. I enjoyed the dialogue. Where, uh, besides Rock Tops KC and your great marketing, where would people fo- follow along on your journey or your story? You know, I'd guess Casey would say probably Instagram. Uh, you know, obviously you said yeah. social media. Yeah. So Instagram, Facebook are great avenues. Um, our website is phenomenal. She's always mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. tweaking it and working on it. So at rocktopskc.com. Um, and then are you on LinkedIn? Personally, yep. okay, I am yeah, personally. Yeah. I need to improve that. Actually, yeah. I need to get with Casey and kind of work on my uh, profile there. But you know, uh, come into the showroom. Come see us. Yeah, we can't wait. I mean, if you come in, say I saw this podcast. I'll let you follow me around for a day and see what <laughs> <laughs> see what we get into. It'll be a wild ride. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I do want people to you know if you if you get the opportunity, I do want you to know that you know even if you're not in the market for a countertop, come in and see our showroom. Uh, it's a smaller showroom, but we've really decked it out. It's it's really nice. We've got great slab selections of material there. And then just a lot of people come in and they say, man, I had no idea. Like they don't any, you know, maybe even understand that this slab was on the side of a mountain in Brazil. So it, it's kind of a cool, it's kind of a cool thing. And, to, and it's an inspirational thing too. It's not sure. just like a, oh, let's put your, this thing in your kitchen. It's like, man, it's a, it's art. It's, it's creativity and art. It's yeah, super cool. For sure. Well, Mike, thanks, man. Uh, hey, if, thank you. And if anybody calls you Matt, um, we'll, we'll, we'll tell them to send for Mike. So yeah, appreciate yeah. your time. Ask brother. Matt. We'll get a little discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll All see right, you. man. Thank you. Yep. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable. So thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.